welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, work-life fit expert, Deb Crow. Join Deb every week as she interviews the co-authors from all over the globe. They'll share their insights into self-empowerment with their personal stories and real-life experiences that will help your own personal development and touch every area of your life. Join Deb every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, good afternoon, and what a treat to be with you all on a Tuesday, February 13th, 2018. I had no voice last week, so I was no good for the radio show at all. So we're doing two episodes two episodes this week, launching today, and I'm very excited because the lady I'm about to introduce is a trailblazer. She is extremely inspirational and I'm excited to introduce you to her. It's Adrian Slaughter from book number eight. But before I do that, I want to give huge kudos and thank you to our February sponsor, Mike Greenlee. Mike is just a man of many talents. He is a speech coach, he is a writer, and he's a lyricist. And he is working with Tony Moran and singer Kimberly Davis. And the first hit that he co-wrote went number one on the Billboard Dance Board chart. And the second song, You've Got Fire, has just come out. And it's racing up the charts. And I have put it on our Facebook page for you to listen and watch the video. And what an exciting, exciting time for Mike. Mike has worked for many, many, many clients, corporate clients across many industries, as well as helped many successful entrepreneurs and professionals prepare TED Talks. So I encourage you to reach out to Mike. His website is MikeGreenlee.com. Okay, without further ado, let me tell you about this gregarious lady I'm about to interview. Adrian Slaughter has been inspiring and motivating audiences since she was a teenager. When faced with two near-death experiences before the age of 18, she chose to share her stories with a smile, attesting how a positive attitude allowed her to survive both. While traveling the nation as a keynote speaker at a young age, she was awarded Speaker of the Year from the United Way and Volunteer of the Year from the American Cancer Society. Then, faced another life-threatening hurdle in 2009. Today, Adrian is fully recovered and she has such a positive attitude. She resides in Hermosa Beach and she truly lives every day to the fullest. And I know that she continues to aspire as well as inspire audiences nationwide. So Adrian, welcome to the Change Book Radio Show. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. You know, I, 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 I find it such an honor and a privilege to sit here every week on the other side of the mic and interview my co-authors from the Change Book series. And we're just finishing book 15. And here you are, you were in book eight and I was in book five. And it just continues to just make me feel so passionate about this amazing global community that Jim and Jim has created. So my first question for you is when you were first, uh, I guess, communicated or spoke with Jim and Jim, 
what was your final decision to join our global book series? And tell us a little bit about how you decided to write about what you wrote about in your chapter in book number eight. Well, it was, Deb, it was pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, um, as you mentioned, I've been speaking um, since I was really young. I, I, um, for the for the listeners to to share with them, I, I lost my leg to bone cancer when I was just fourteen, and uh, only having one percent chance, which my uh, the doctors shared with my parents. Um, I uh, just, of course, I didn't know that at, at the young age, but um, learned later in life. I just um, was was so fortunate and blessed with faith, family, and friends, and so I started speaking and volunteering for American Cancer Society when I was just sixteen. And then back in Atlanta, uh, United Way scooped me up and so started speaking for them and um, have been speaking ever since. But interestingly enough, um, in 2013, um, I decided let's, let's do more of the speaking or let's make this more of a, a, really a profession. So I had been speaking for Relays for Life. Um, I've been speaking to corporations off and on since I was 16 um, and uh, decided to go ahead and put together a website and really make it more um, not just a hobby but part of really part of my profession, Deb. And so it was just um, two years after that that I received a phone call from uh, Jim and Jim um, and um, Jim Lutz and Jim Britt just had had heard about me and um, shared all the excitement about the Change book series. Um, insights into self-empowerment, and um, we just did some negotiations and and went from there. Um, They had looked and rather seen my website, so they knew a lot about me. In fact, sometimes I need to go look at my website to remind myself (laughs) about myself. It, It says it says more on my website, I think, than than I remember to share. <laughs> but um, they um, they uh, you know shared the specifics about this book series, and it was attractive and 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 just it was a, a no brainer, um, really. And then I, I knew I would be sharing the story of uh, a few hurdles that I faced: cancer when I was fourteen, a severe car accident when I was seventeen. And then in 2009, breast cancer. So um, talking of, about myself and, and those trials and tribulations I, I had done, of course, I had, I had practice with that. So um, also having experience um, as, a, as a writer, I was able to put, put those experiences um, you know, into words to then be in this wonderful uh, change book eight um, well, I I really really enjoyed your chapter and I I love reading all of the co-authors chapters, but I just feel that you just have an innate gift because of all of the experiences you've had right back to 14 years old. And I know you talk about your faith and your family and your friends for kind of getting you through two near-death experiences and then you had a car accident. I want to know how do you find that level of what I like to call emotional grit to, if I may quote the title of your chapter, how an A plus attitude turns adversity into achievement? How does one get into that mindset after they've had so many life experiences that you've had? 
Um, you know, again, I've got to give credit to my to my parents. Um, they um, brought me up with a very positive attitude. Um, the youngest of five daughters. My second oldest sister was born, and back then we called it mentally retarded, and today developmentally disabled, um, and is still doing great today. And and just until recently, she was working, um, had you know had um, uh, part time jobs and. Uh, Kieran's just has been an awesome inspiration to me, you know, from my upbringing when I was, you know, really young to to still today. And so um, my parents bring me up uh, appreciating uh, the little things uh, really helped when I all of a sudden, you know, was faced with with the bone cancer and um, and uh, realizing that um, I would not have a necessarily a professional tennis career, which, which at the time was my plan. Um, and then the car accident, actually, Deb, was, was more, was, was more uh, life-threatening, I would say, really, than even the breast cancer in 2009. The, um, the car accident was, was very bad. I was the only one injured, thank God, but um, I was injured so, so badly. I was in a coma for four days, and um, I just came out of it, thank goodness. But um, but just that was a uh, that was tough. And and I will say, because I had confidence and had overcome bone cancer just a few years before that car accident, I do believe innately that that allowed me to be strong enough to get out of that coma, to um, awaken and get back to life. And and uh, again, was reminded the little things matter and not to take things for granted, even though that is, um, you know, that is human nature. Um, I, I will say my, my parents and, and my upbringing helped out a lot. And, you know, sometimes you've got to look yourself, look at yourself in the mirror, Deb. How can, how can I be better? You know, how, how can I change and, um, for the good? And when you're having a bad day, um, remembering that there's a sun behind those clouds. You know, it might be stormy, lightning, thundering in your life, but that sun's going to come out, and it may not come out today. It may not come out tomorrow, but in truth, that sun is going to come out from behind those clouds and brighten your world again. Well, I love that, and I'm I'm a huge proponent of gratitude, and I know you are, and there always is a silver lining and I, I was raised similar to you that, you know, we have to be grateful for what we have and we learn to work for what we have. I had a similar upbringing to you, but we were taught a stringent work ethic and in order to have things and, Mm -hmm. and just to have that instilled work ethic. So it was, it was fun to read that, that you had a similar upbringing to myself. And even though you've gone through all these trials and tribulations, and I call them the roller coaster of life, you still have time to inspire people and be grateful. And not everybody has that, I'm going to call it resilience to stress or adversity. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so glad knowing that you're out there speaking to lots of people because it's an unfortunate world today that you don't meet anyone or come across someone who doesn't know someone who's been affected by cancer. I've, I've lost both of my parents and my brother to cancer. And, you know, in the depths of my sadness, I went and volunteered at hospice. So I think that we all find our way because 
you being a survivor, you're the best person to talk to someone who's received the diagnosis or is going through treatment or is post-treatment and thinking, what now? So it's it's mm-hmm. all about how we choose to really look at it. And like you say, really bring that A-plus attitude. And, and we can always turn that frown upside down because I know you live mm-hmm. your life every day with a smile. So I'm just so glad you're out there with your pom-poms cheering is what I'm trying to tell you here. <laughs> Thanks, and, Deb. I, and I know, um, I, I, I know that tennis was your love and I know that you haven't stopped playing tennis. So, so tell us a little bit about that. I know some things maybe had to be put on the back burner or you had to take a bit of a reprieve, but really having your leg amputated, I think you've got prosthetics and I know you've got beautiful mm-hmm. array of shoes. I know it doesn't hold you back from doing anything that you had passion or were doing before. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I, I, I truly believe that because of my right leg being amputated um, above the knee, I think I'm doing more in my life than I might have done if it hadn't happened. I mean, I, I think there are positives that, uh, that result from, from anything that people see as negative. And, and um, since, I, um, I, since I was diagnosed with bone cancer and, um, and the, the tumor spread so quickly, Deb, I don't know if you remember, but it spread literally six inches over the weekend before my surgery. And the surgery was only two weeks after the first pain in my knee on a tennis court. So it was a fast little devil, and um, that is why they had to amputate, um, because I went into surgery expecting a different surgery. Um, But um, I I say I went into surgery expecting a different surgery. That's, That's really not true. The plan was for me to have a different surgery. But deep down inside, I, I knew that, that that amputation was probably going to happen. Um, it just seemed to make sense because the pain increased so quickly in my knee from the tennis court to the tennis court two days later to walking up and down stairs the next day to all of a sudden a lump being seen by my doctor on Friday. Um, I, I went into surgery um, and, and, and came out um, uh, to say to my resident doctor at the end of the bed, did they amputate? And he shook his head and said, yes. And I went back to sleep to the next day. So I think it was, it was in me that, that things weren't going to go as, as, as originally planned. Um, but I was in great, great shape from tennis. So I could start physical therapy two days later. Um, my birthday was the next Monday, which People usually sigh and say, oh, gosh, that must have been the worst birthday. It was the best, Deb. And I don't, I don't know how that birthday can ever be, be um, surpassed and, and how much fun and how special it was. My boyfriend and best friend, guy friend, flew down from Atlanta my, with one of my sisters. My parents, of course, were there. Um, their best friends came down. The minister and his wife from our church came down. Three very cute boys, and I called them cute back then, um, from the University of, of Florida, because I was in Gainesville, Florida, uh, came uh, to see me uh, with a birthday cake when I was, you know, 14, turning 15. But, golly, Deb, I remember them. Today, I'd say they were hot. <laughs> I, I wish I had their numbers. But um, it was just a wonderful birthday, and um, and something that – assisted me too was knowing that the sooner I learned how to walk 
on an artificial leg, the sooner I'd be back on that tennis court. And so sure enough, I did um, physical therapy. Um, yes, of course, I, I did do radiation to my lungs and, uh, and chemo um, therapy and lost my hair. But I tell you, um, got to look at the bright side of everything. And when it comes to bright, the, the shininess of my bald head was about as bright as, as Telly Savalas's of Kojak. I, I think I would have beat him if there was competition. It was so shiny. Um, but they were just, again, and I had, I had great friends. Um, so faith, family, friends, those three components, I think, are needed. So um, I say that, too, to all you listeners as a reminder, if you have a friend or even a friend of a friend who is facing cancer or, or any, any big hurdle in life, you don't realize it, but you are so important to them. They really do need you. Well, and I, I think you made some really good points there, and, and you need that social network because you you did have the emotional ebbs and flows, but you just you chose not to stay down in the valley and, and rise above, and I think that's important. My background is medical case management, so my, my medical brain's going on right now. So my first question to you is you were quite young uh, when you lost your right leg. Did you have to have any follow-up uh, surgeries? That's part A. And part B is, do you still have phantom pains or did you have phantom pains? Oh, great, great questions. Um, I was very fortunate. I did not have to go back in for any further surgeries on my, my little leg. Um, um, I did, though, years later, as, mentioned, as you mentioned, get breast cancer. Um, and that is referred to as a secondary cancer because um, I, I got the breast cancer specifically and totally due to the radiation therapy that was done to my lungs. Back 37 years ago, um, because we're coming up on April 6th, uh, will be my 37th anniversary um, without without bone cancer. Um, Back back then, the doctors, nurses did not know that major radiation to the lungs slash breast area of teenagers is going to cause breast cancer in later years. Um, today, they do know that, um, and so thank goodness when I went in for mammogram, um, they caught it and um, in its very earliest stage, but interestingly enough, the uh, breast cancer was located in my right breast, and then in surgery, I, I decided to get a double mastectomy from, from the get-go, knowing that both of my lungs had been radiated, so both of my breasts were, you know, had a big chance of getting breast cancer. Sure enough, the pathologist found breast cancer in surgery in my left breast that had not shown up on any of the tests. Um, so just another bit of blessing um, and appreciation for life and how, you know, for, a reminder of how fortunate um, I should be and we should be, you know, every day, every day we're alive. Um, but you asked, um, so so when it says second with any further surgeries, I didn't when it came to the actual bone cancer, but I did um, years later um, having to get that double mastectomy um, because of the radiation therapy. And then your, your, that was, your second question was, what now, Deb? Did you ever experience phantom pain? Oh, phantom pain. That's right. Sure did. And um, that's, that's interesting because some people get them um, – once and, and I believe all I believe all individuals who 
suffer an amputation, whether it be a hand, a foot, a leg, a full arm, um, get get those um, several days or within you know a few days of the actual surgery. Um, some that I've met over the years have never had them again. I have, but not recently. In fact, I can't even remember the last time I had one. So that's that's great great news. Um, well, it's probably all of your positivity. You've just got such a positive vibe going on. There's no there's no room for negative to enter. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, well, I will say when there's when I've been under a lot of stress, um, then then I've been more apt to have phantom pains. So um, life life must be really good right now. I mean, it always is, but but um, I sincerely don't remember the last one I had, Deb. So that, that's a great well, reminder. Thank you. I'm <laughs> happy to hear that. Now, I would love if you would just educate me and the listeners. I know you've got a big event coming up, and it's Adrian Search for Children's Cancer Cure. And this is the 11th annual. So tell us all actually, about how this started. It's actually the 12th. It's actually our 12th year. Oh, on your website, it says 11th. Well, I thought I changed that, but I need to go okay, back well, and I'll thank you for year, the double it's check. A, I need <laughs> it's a year older then. Okay, well, congratulations yeah, on 12 years. And, and tell <laughs> us about how this all came about. And, I mean, you're in your, you're in your 12th successful year. So give, paint us yeah. a picture of the event. Oh, it's so much fun. I wish you could fly fly to to Hermosa Beach and, and join us in a couple of weeks. Um, it's um, uh, it's called the 12th, this year's our 12th annual Adrian Search for Children's Cancer Cure. Um, I started it 12 years ago with the help of the Woman's Club here in Hermosa Beach, California. Um, back when I was uh, diagnosed with bone cancer, um, I was then told that I would be, quote, cured after five years. And um, uh, when I hit that, that anniversary, my father uh, flew up to the University of Virginia, which is where I, I went to school, and we celebrated a you know, father-daughter weekend. And I decided I was going to do something when I hit that 25-year mark. Um, and uh, this is what came about. And it's just a wonderfully worthwhile event that funds, benefits a different kids' cancer group, Deb, every year. We've benefited Ronald McDonald House. We've benefited um, Cure Search, St. Baldrick Foundation, some of those larger ones, um, Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And then we've also benefited some smaller, smaller ones. Um, last year, Cancer Support Community in Redondo Beach, and the year before that, Walk with Sally, um, which is local here in the South Bay. This year, we are benefiting City of Hope, but specifically the clinical trials for kids. And the City of Hope um, here in, it's actually in Duarte, near Pasadena, California, just recently received the okay to uh, perform clinical trials on kids as young as 12 years old. And the rest of the nation can only do this particular, uh, this particular clinical trial on kids. I believe they have to be at least 16 years old. So um, our money that is raised at the special event always goes to a kid's cancer group. That's, that's what's going to sit every year. Um, we're having it, um, we always have it actually on the first Saturday in March. So this year that's going to be March 3rd 
at the Kiwanis Hall, which is in Hermosa Beach. And I'll go ahead and give you the website that has um, some information, and you can get tickets or make donations. It's the Women's Club website, which is www.womansclubhermosabeach.org, and that is Woman's with an A, Woman's Club of Hermosa Beach.org. Um, at this event, Deb, we have live music, catered dinner. The food is delicious. Um, we have an arts and crafts area for the kids. We've got a huge silent auction. And then we also have a cash bar. So Budweiser benefits, um, uh, rather, donates. Uh, eight cases of, of different types of beer, including IPAs every year. We have wine donated. And this year, Tito's Vodka is actually going to donate. So we'll have a cocktail for the adults. It's um, just, just a wonderful event. Tickets were only $35 each. So all my friends keep saying, Adrian, you should, you, we paid 75 or 100 for an event like this. But it's a family affair. We want to keep it affordable for, for all families. Um, and then in hopes maybe they have some extra money to, to spend on the, the silent auction items too. Um, but looking really looking oh, forward absolutely. to it on, yeah, coming up two weeks from this Saturday. Well, congratulations. That You should be oh, proud of that. And I, I love that you change the, the charity and, and, and kind of move it to a different one each year. And it's always nice to, to share the wealth from something like that. And again, keeping it affordable so everybody can attend. So it sounds like right. a fun event. Now, I want to talk to you about it your is. website. First of all, I have to tell you, I love those two pictures of you. There's one, I'm not sure what platform you have it on, that you're laying in the sand and you've got your legs crossed behind you. And then there's the other one where you're in a beautiful, colorful dress and your arms are up in the air and the water's <laughs> behind you and you're, you're standing, you're doing a, a yoga pose. Your left leg is up in the air. I really love the the positivity <laughs> and, and vibrancy of your website. So tell us when you were Thank creating you. that, what was the message you were really trying to convey with your brand? To share more smiles with the world. And I, I really believe that's a big reason I'm still alive. Um, from the bone cancer, from the car accident, um, and then you know from the breast cancer more recently, I, I believe there's a reason for me to be around Deb and, and my my intention is to 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 spread the love and to to bring more smiles to the world. And I think that that website does that. And um, I have lots of videos actually on there of previous speaking engagements. Um, I was invited to toss out the ceremonial open pit opening pitch at Dodger Stadium a couple of years ago. So that that videos um, on there that was a um, such a wonderful experience with uh, the Dodgers and the American Cancer Society. Um, there's uh, um, articles that were written on me back when I was 16 years old, um, when I started volunteering for United Way and American Cancer Society. So there's, there's info going all the way back to then, um, uh, to when I was 16. And now being about to turn 52, that's, that's a lot of years. But um, um, it's, uh, I think it's, it's to to brighten anyone's world. You know, if you're having a bad day, I, I tell them, go to my website, adrianspeaking.com. Um, if you've got a friend that's, that's having a bad day, share my website. I, I, I bet it's going to make them smile. 
and uh, and then it also offers the option for my to, my speaking um, to groups. So if um, individuals or companies are interested in my coming and inspiring and motivating and brightening the smiles of their coworkers or, or their their friends, um, they can actually book me to speak via my website also. Well, I want to give you a little treat. And I always read a little passage from the co-author's chapter that kind of resonates with me. And I'm going to read from the last page in your chapter because there's three small paragraphs that I think sums up you and everything that you've gone through in your life and where you're at today. So I'm going to read it for our listeners. So here we go. While my professional tennis playing career never happened, I achieved much more against the odds. You see, I had an incredible team of support around me and faith. Yes, I had faith in God, but faith in oneself is so important. Faith in oneself is so needed to overcome obstacles in life. With my family and friends and a positive attitude, I beat those odds and have been called a miracle. Today, I enjoy life to the fullest again. I not only play tennis, but I also rock climb, ski, snorkel, and dance. Excuse my candor, but I really am more more active than most two-legged men and women. I even danced in the Rio de Janeiro Carnival and recently tossed the first pitch at Dodger Stadium. There are special reasons for me to be here, still enjoying this phenomenal life. In addition to inspiring, motivating, and empowering individuals one-on-one and audiences, I also uplift as an author. My goal is to bring more smiles to the world as I speak and write with a smile every day. A positive can-do attitude is everything. With it, I survived that car accident. With it, I beat cancer twice. At 14 years old, having only 1% chance of survival, and again in 2009. I won the best three-set match. That is the match of life. You see, an A-plus attitude really does turn adversity into achievement. Incredible, Adrian. Very powerful. Thank you, Deb. And I just, I truly, truly believe with all my being that you are so meant to be a voice for those who cannot find the tenacity and the grit and the emotional resilience to, to rise up. I mean, there's people that would not endure even one of those three things that you've gone through and, and not everybody. Can back. So I think you shifting that paradigm and showing that life can go on. You're just doing it a little bit differently is, is just so powerful. So I want to ask you, if you could go back and relive one single day in your life, which day would it be and why? Wow, that's a tough question because I've, uh, I've had so many great days in my life. <laughs> um, the first one that comes to mind is tossing that baseball out at Dodger Stadium. I got to say that was, that was, that was incredible. And um, a really good friend who's been coaching uh, baseball here in the South Bay uh, actually was my coach and taught me how to, how to toss baseballs because it's completely, completely different tossing a football or, 
or other balls, um, even in a tennis ball, whatnot. Um, so he got out there, and uh, three different days we went out and, and uh, practiced on the baseball field here locally. And um, so it was, it was a, a wonderful experience going down on the field, um, walking up to the mound, looking around, shaking my head, walking back down the mound. So I, I actually was about 30 feet rather than 60 feet from the, uh, from the uh, home plate and, uh, and tossed that ball and, and got about six inches from it. So I was, well, I was pretty, pretty close, pretty close to a strike. Um, but it was, it was a wonderful experience. And I, I've got to give big kudos to the Dodgers organization for, for their inviting me with the American Cancer Society, who, who is phenomenal. Um, it was it was a, a, a memorable experience um, of a lifetime. Well, and I I just think so well deserved. Do you ever do you ever have those moments where you're speaking somewhere or you're throwing a baseball or you're at your event that's coming up in a couple of weeks and you just you have those deja vu's where you just feel that you're in the right place at the right time? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, like right now, I feel like I'm yeah. in the right place at the right time, Deb. This is just you know, wonderful. I appreciate um, your invitation to, to speak with me today. And, and um, just I, I get out so much from speaking. Uh, I mean, I get a lot out of it, too. Um, it, it reminds me of, you know, to pinch myself. It reminds me of I can see, uh, that I can smell, that, that I can feel, you know, that we have senses and and that life is real and, and wonderful. So um, I, I really, really appreciate this, this opportunity. Yeah. Well, and I think as human beings, it's, it's easy for us to find fault and to pass judgment and to look at all the negative things. And I'm a lot like you. One of my daily goals, besides being fun and gregarious and smiley like you, is if I receive really good service from someone, whether I'm in a store or on the telephone, I always, I always ask or I call their boss and I always giggle because they come on the phone and, and they're, they're already ready for you to complain or they already come and you Mm -hmm. can see their body language. And I'll just say, you know, my name's Deb Crow. And I just wanted to tell you, I'll use your name as an example. Adrian just, you know, checked me out on cash and was so helpful and so wonderful. And I just really wanted to give you that feedback. And I always love it because their shoulders drop and they kind of let out a bit of a sigh and they're like, Oh, thank you. Like, cause people don't do that. So let's, let's you and I make a pact to do that paradigm shift to get more compliments flowing instead of complaints. What do you think? Um, and you know what? I'm so I'm very impressed. I do the same thing. Deb, that's a huge priority for me. When I get good service at a restaurant, I will go out of the way to ask the manager and make sure they know. Or if it's real busy, when I'm walking out, and I'll I'll tell the you know manager who might be at the front, um, you know, please please uh, you know, big kudos to so and so who just gave me the best service. And yeah, I'm 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 big on that. In fact. I um I worked for the Coca-Cola company back in Atlanta. I did an internship with them the summer of the new Coke. And this is back, uh, golly, years and years ago. But I um, was answering phone calls from people complaining 
you know, people, they didn't like the new Coke. We, you know, where'd our old Coca-Cola go? And then we brought the new, then we brought the new Coke uh, out and people were calling and, and thanking the Coca-Cola company. But I tell you what, there were so many more people complaining originally than those that ended up thanking uh, the company. And it's just a reminder, people are more apt to complain than, than compliment and compliments are needed. They, they, um, they're deserved and, and, and should be, we should all take time to compliment great service, you know, compliment um, people that are um, go over and beyond. I like to say. Oh, absolutely. And, And what a great example, especially with Coke, right? And, you know what it was is that they didn't like the change. Like when you always look at the mm-hmm. deeper meaning of things, you can really see what really surfaces and, and what it's really about. So what an interesting analogy. So we have a couple of minutes left. Tell us what's on the slate for you for 2018. What are you up to? Oh, golly, Pete. I'm, I'm getting so excited for this uh, 12th annual Adrian Search for Children's Cancer Cure. That is that is really the 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 thing that I am um, putting a lot of energy into um, right now, and um, getting all the the sponsors together and and um, uh, selling auction items. Um, uh, a couple is a couple that are friends of mine are donating a, a ride in their private plane over to Catalina Island for lunch. So we've just got some. Really, some fun, you know, fun uh, silent auction items that are going to be be going on, you know, offered, and um, definitely going to be doing some more relays for life this coming year. Uh, that's the American Cancer Society. Uh, usually, it's a 24 hour relay for life fundraising event, so I so enjoy uh, doing that. And um, yeah, just 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 in, in enjoying life. It's uh, it's it's wonderful. So, um, I, well, I you're hope such all a good listeners, role model. Huh? Oh, you're a sweetheart. But I don't hope you will all check out my my website because it it really is positive, as you said. It yeah, is but, positive. And tell us tell us what your website address is. www.adrianspeaking.com, and that is spelled A D R I E N N E S. P-E-A-K-I-N-G dot com. So it's adrianspeaking.com. And um, if you Google my name, just with my having done so many you know, talks and um, CBS did a little, uh, did a, a, a interview with me a couple years ago, there, you Google Adrian Slaughter, which is my full name. So it's Adrian, S-L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R, um, some things will come up, and probably probably the website also. Um, I I love to say Deb, my last name is Slaughter, but that's S and Laughter. So that's that's how you spell it is S and Laughter. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, I know we were talking before the show went live, and you said you may get up to Toronto. So I hope you do because I'm an hour and a half away and you would certainly be worth the drive to meet face to face. So you'll have to let me know uh, if you're coming will. up. And sure I want to, I want to thank you for, for spending time with me this afternoon and, and wish you all the best at your 12th annual event and just keep on being that shining light that you are a girl. And I continue to 
watch all your stuff on social media and just an honor to be one of your co-authors in the change book series. Oh, thank, thank you, Deb. And, and everyone, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Adrian speaking, follow me. Um, and um, I, I promise you'll, your, your smile will be brighter. <laughs> and Deb, thank you. You've brightened my smile today. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad. Well, you've you've also brightened mine and made my grin a little bit bigger. So you take care and look forward to chatting with you again soon. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, that is probably one of the most inspiring interviews with my fellow co-author, Adrienne Slaughter from Book 8, just how she has turned life adversity into amazing achievement and just just her daily mantra to want to smile every day and to make other people smile but that's just a big takeaway right there so I want to thank Adrian and we have a couple minutes left and I just want to thank Mike Greenlee again for sponsoring the change book radio show for the month of February and Mike was a former Fortune 500 officer. He was the VP of Marketing and Communications at Avon, and he transitioned into a highly effective business writer and speech coach. Mike has worked and delighted many executive clients from several organizations such as ExxonMobil, J&J, Google, Novartis, New York Life, and many more. And I just wanted to share with you a letter that one of his clients Uh, had written to him about a recent speech that he completed. Her name is Janet Dell, and she's the chief chief executive officer at Marsh Clearsight out of Chicago, Illinois. And she writes, quote, Mike is one of those people you meet in life who is clearly meant to do what he does. In his case, Mike must surely be one of the most gifted speech writers in the business. From what I hear, the excellence of his speech coaching rivals the quality of his writing, end quote. So check Mike out at MikeGreenlee.com. And I'm excited because tomorrow's Valentine's Day, and I am back with you in our normal time slot on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. And I look forward to chatting with all of you again tomorrow. So have a great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. This is Deb Crow from the Changebook Radio Show.